right. So what, how's it start? Okay, so right now it's going to be the theme music. Okay. Your theme music. Cue. This is Jimmy's intention. Enjoy, dude. Meets conversations in the hashtag hologram. hologram. Little boy blue in the holograms. Where you going? Hashtag man, I don't know where. But Jimmy's intention again, son. And Jimmy's intention again. Oh, that, that was, was good. Oh. That was almost as good as when we did it <laughs> when I was <laughs> a child. Oh, that was fantastic. How old was I when we did that? You know what? It's funny. When anybody asks how ever <laughs> old I was or like my kids were, I always just say 10. Because <laughs> it's, it's such a nice, everything, you know, it probably was 8 or 12, but 10 just kind of fits really well. So, yes, ev- everything that happened to me as a child happened to me when I was 10. I still can't believe we didn't win. I played the piano and sang. Maybe you should describe what the hell you're talking about. That we're about. talking about? Well, you, my father, and I, and grandfather, we rehearsed for weeks. I learned on the piano how to play Cats in the Cradle by... Harry Chapin, I think? And for a father-son retreat, we we played it at the talent show, and we didn't win. I know, we didn't we win. We had live music, choreography... I think Grandpa Steve screwed it up for us. I felt his performance was not quite up to par, and I'll never forgive him for that, man. That was just <laughs> terrible. No, you know what it was? It was the winner did this Born to be Wild, and they had like rehearsed it for a talent show for the city of Burbank or something, so they were like this polished routine. Oh, they had already done it? And you know, It was a recycled act? Exactly. And if, but I re, you know, if we would have won that, it really would have probably changed the course of our lives. Like we probably <laughs> wouldn't be sitting here right now. I mean, uh, it's a, it was church camp talent show. I mean, does it get any bigger? Really? <laughs> I think I need to turn the mics down a little bit because I just laughed and it peaked. What a shame. So this is also a special podcast because think about it. Your podcast is kind of like the father of my podcast. I'm the godfather of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> and Lindsay's. Have you heard oh, hers yeah. yet? No, I haven't. I haven't either. Wh- what is hers called? I don't think she started it yet, oh. but it's, it's, in the w- it's in the books. Well, you could say I started it, but you kind of were the impetus. I mean, you set me up with all the equipment and all that kind of good stuff. So I've definitely been trying to do it for a while. And it's just a shame because this is all such a bitch to set up, and you got all these fucking cables, and we don't really need the headphones on, as we know, but it feels like it's... I like it, actually. I, I do, too. Like, it's different right now because I can kind of hear your voice normally, but when I was doing this with Matt, in an unreleased conversation, the hashtag hologram Is that going to come out in the best of? No, in the alternate reality SoundCloud. I'm going to make a okay. different podcast that's the alternate reality. It's all the takes that we didn't use. So this is going to be both a hashtag hologram... Your podcast. Yeah. And it's also going to be a Jimmy's Intention podcast, a father-son duo. Yeah, just like the podcast. But what I was going to say about the headphones is that me and Matt were out there talking, and I was like, wow, I see you talking, but I don't hear you talking. I just hear a representation of your voice in the headphones. Ooh, very hashtaggy. <laughs> no, but think about it. Like, you're not hearing my voice right now in your ears. You're hearing a representation of my voice. Ceci n'est pas une pipe. This is not a pipe. Remember that image from France? Ever seen that? Uh, no. It's like a picture of a pipe. And if French yes. says this is not a pipe, um, what it means is that this is not a pipe. It's a picture of a pipe. Well, it's like that piece of art. I think it's in, in like a New York museum. It has the description of a chair in words. 
it has a picture of a chair and it has the actual chair. And it talked about the relationship between what is real, what is symbolic, and what is a symbolic through words and description versus what is symbolic through a concrete image. They are, you know what? I think it's interesting. I and do too. I think you do too. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> God. <laughs> I am, uh, you have inherited my mind. It's an abstraction. Yeah. So, in a way, we can look at things differently like that. So, anyway, but you're, it's funny because your hashtag voice sounds remarkably like your regular voice. Mine? Yeah. Like what do you mean? Well, I'm hearing the representation of your voice in my ears, but it sounds very much like the voice if I were to Well, we are off. using great equipment here. <laughs> yeah. It's all Invested into this equipment. Um, yeah, so it's like a bitch that you have to set it all up, I guess. But in the end, the sound quality is a lot better. Like listening to all yours, it is nice just hearing the voice. Like I, you uh, have that. I can't hear you now. Oh, well, that was karmic or something. Oh, wait. You know what? These wires must be very sensitive. These now wires are caught. Wait, what about now? Oh. Oh, now I, oh, I couldn't even hear you at all in the headphones. Oh, now I hear me too. Oh. Well, oh. it doesn't matter because it records the same. Oh, yeah. It was recording the whole time. I can see the levels. Okay, now this is what I meant earlier. That's not my voice I'm listening to. Okay, so what's the topic tonight? Oh, wait. Wait, who's hosting? Okay, your mic is a little too close. Okay, now it's Now too we close. can tell. Okay. All right. That's good. Um, wait, no. What was I saying? Damn it. I don't know. Yeah, I forgot. Okay, so this equipment, like, it costs money and it's a bitch to set up, kind of, because all I do is put the tablet out and press record. Mm -hmm. And it's convenient for, like, on-the-fly conversations, like, in the car and stuff. I mean, you could do this in the car, too, but... But it's always got that like backward that background hum and like just something going on and there's just like that airiness. With this, with the mic right on the lips, you get like the full. You yeah, know, great. you get That's that exactly whole. Exactly what we want to hear is. I just heard. Uh, I just had. There's a term for that. Like those sounds that make you like kind of shiver. Like ooh, not like nails on a chalkboard, but more like a really like a whisper like this where you hear every little. There's a term for it, but I forgot it. Oh. Um, so, uh, Jordan, you're leaving tomorrow <laughs> for, uh, I don't know. For Boston. Yeah, for Boston. For Boston. So you want to tell our audiences about that trip and what's going on and the good vibrations? Well, here's this new thing in my life. Um, since everyone Warning, warning, this may change tomorrow. Warning, warning. Well, actually, interesting. <laughs> interesting that you say that. Because everyone knows that my mind changes all the time. Right. So, um maybe not mind changes but rather like i i say things before i should perhaps or i plan things when i shouldn't i don't know i don't like the word should either but point is is i change my mind a lot so what i'm attempting in my life now is to be a bit more present with things and instead of making plans i call it mental mental ma masturbation you know it's like having ideas and going yeah and then i can do this and then this can happen and then oh my god that's just jacking off in your head you know, because that's well, not just real. Don't, it's just also don't a orgasm. Fantasy. Just, just to keep off, the, keep the jacket. Well, this off. is. I don't think you can have a mental orgasm like that. That's like an ego trip, I guess. But you what's can wrong have a with that? Though? I mean, orgasm. it is good to, you know, to, to as you say, mentally masturbate and keep things stimulating and exciting. Well, I think there's a fine line, although it might be ambiguous or vague at first. But there's a fine line in intention, and then like plan. You know, like I have an intention in my life to to do the things I want to do, you know, to not like have a lot of stress to be able to do those things and like try to create a whole lot less issues for me, you know, in, in an attempt to live a happy life. That's like my intention. And that can come out fucking who knows. 
in so many different ways. Um, you know, and I could also have the intention to like be really wealthy or make all this money, but then I probably it would maybe conflict with my intention to just kind of be happy and do my thing. But anyway, so with the mind changing thing and with like this trip coming up, it's like, all right, I'm going to Boston. I do have a ticket to New Orleans on February 12th, um, right before Coup de Vue, the beginning of Mardi Gras season starts. I have that ticket. So when people go, oh, you're going, you're going to the East Coast? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Boston. Probably going to Vermont. Probably going to Montreal. These are my plans, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't want to say, like, I'm doing this anymore because who the fuck knows what I'm going to end up doing. We know my habits. We've seen the pattern of my life. So I do have a p- plane ticket to to the beginning of Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Um but that's a month from now. Who who knows what's gonna happen. So anyway, I'm trying to just like do my thing day by day and try not to make too many long term plans so I don't have to disappoint anyone. I don't have to make expectations or plans. I think plans are the root of all stress. I'm starting to feel that in my life. Plans and expectations of self are the root of like all stress. Well, it goes back to the last thing. I don't know if you read the last blog where you corrected one of my spelling. I read it like halfway through. It's long. Thousand words. A little over a thousand words. That's like an essay. It's really hard to keep them under a thousand words. I mean, really hard. But, but I mean, mean, essentially, I just say you've got to find, you know, you know, to me, we've had this discussion before. I remember we're sitting down at a bar in San Francisco. I don't know if you remember this. I do. It was the day after my life-changing mushroom trip. Oh, yes. Mushroom trip. And I remember <laughs> sitting there at that Irish bar and talking about the role of, you know, living in the moment and being present in the present and planning for the future. Yeah. And I think, if I recall correctly, you were, you know, definitely more along the lines of, like, fuck the future, live for the moment. And I was like, well, I do, why can't you do both? Why can't you have, you know, plans for the future, but yet live completely in the moment as well? You know, don't just... In other words, nothing wrong with a bank account, nothing wrong with a savings account because you don't know what's going on in the future. But yet, if it's a savings account that keeps you from fulfillment in the present, then there's too much in that savings account. Yeah, and my thing about the savings account is I'm just, it's never really a savings account because I always end up having to use it. <laughs> right. So. Well, I didn't literally <laughs> mean like a savings account, though, like liter- like figuratively, you know, a sa- a m- an emotional savings account. Yeah. Well like, uh, I'll, be, I'll be emotionally happy in the future or, I'll, you know, <clears throat> you got to spend some of that today. Um, well, it's interesting, like, right now when you said that, I remember now how I was feeling during that conversation. I don't remember what I may have said, but I remember the feeling, and I th- I think that I have the same feeling right now that I had a year ago when we talked in that bar in San Francisco. Right. Um, yeah, I feel like that investment in the future is a lot more based on, like, well, there's several things, but one example could be health, you know, like stress buildup in a way. Like, if you're sitting at an office job that you hate for your life, that's going to build up stress, and it very well could end up in cancer or something like that you don't want in your body if you're not dealing with it. Um, I know I exercised a lot less when I was working full-time for someone else, whether I was teaching English or working on a computer all day in an office. Um, And I exercise a lot more now, off and on, like, with my intensity. But, uh, and then just skills, like, things I do. Like, you see me play the piano lately, and, like, I'm getting really good at certain things. And with all the things I do, which is a pretty broad spectrum, I'm getting, like, really good at all of them, like, slowly but surely. Jack of all trades, master of none. I'm turning into someone that p- could potentially call himself a master of 
all trades, you know, master of the universe. Well, no, I just mean like, I see myself interested in many things. And as once they were hobbies, a lot of these are turning into quote unquote careers for me. And sure, like fiscally, there's not a whole lot of like evidence that like it's a great gain for me or whatever. But inside, I know and I feel that this is like this is my investment for the future. Because imagine like I do video editing stuff for fun or I do websites for fun. Now I do websites and I make a little bit of money off of it. You know, like uh, videos. Imagine if I, I don't know, I don't want to mentally masturbate. But the point is I'm d I develop these things that I like to do and it's only rising not one thing the things that aren't gonna bring me further along the way as far as the future planning goes those have trickled away or those are trickling away um i don't know and so that's the thing about being present with the moment i notice that with certain relationships of different levels friendships or special people like they trickle away you know and the things that carry on with you are the things that will be there later but what's important is how you're feeling about it right now i'm not sure if i've dived digressed here um <laughs> well you know but you talk about doing these various things kind of jack of all trades maybe master of some but if you don't really know where you're headed or what your future is how do you really know which one of those endeavors is really your future because there's still a reason for me to 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 do them like, I still feel good about doing it, and it's actually helping sustain me in whatever sense. I guess that's the best way I can put it. Like, I don't make electronic music anymore, for example. And I kind of knew it the whole time. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. But now I just don't have the time. I mm -hmm. sort of don't have the time. Um, and kind of don't have the means either. You know, you need certain electronics for that, this and that. And I'm a traveler, and I can't bring equipment with me. And that's fine. It's a passion I had to le left behind, and it's not a passion anymore. So... Uh, I've talked to you off and on. How long have you been home off and on since November? October. October. Um, you have alluded to the fact that potentially your traveling days are numbered or. You know, I've alluded to that and I don't even know if it's, I have no, I don't know. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Do you realize like 99.9% .9 of the population cannot live like you? I think I think there's a fantasy they want to live like you, but I think people need more. Okay, I, I kind of have to know. Like I have to have a, at least an illusion well, of and reality. I, I experienced that as well, though. Like, like I bought this computer, right? And I turns out I don't have the money to pay off the credit card. You know, like I, you know, I figured I would, mm -hmm. and that's fine because that credit card payment's still not due till you know the beginning of February. And for all I know, I'll have it paid off by then. Mm -hmm. You know, and in my my situations recently, that's happened. You know, so like it's a month in advance, but it's still on my mind. I'm not completely free of not knowing. It's just a lot closer, you know. And so I guess it is a fantasy in my head, but I'd like to just not know for the next 10 minutes. And that's all that concerns me. Mm -hmm. That's like, I think, true physical living. Like as far as your body's concerned, you need to eat. You need a safe place to sleep. You don't want to be eaten by a bear. You know, that's the animal in you. Like if you can get down to that point where like all your mind is there is just to enjoy things. I don't know. I figured that'd be kind of cool. I don't know if I'd stay like that, but I kind of want to get there. Um, so if you, if you, um, universe forbid, like broke both of your legs and you couldn't travel for two years. Yeah, right. What uh, would you, what would you do? I think about that all the time. Um, really breaking both of your legs? <laughs> I think about things happening all the time. Yeah. 
and uh it kind of keeps me it keeps me at bay so i don't like think i don't mentally masturbate too much or whatever like anything could happen to me or to anyone else like this whole buddhist thing like you wrote about in your blog about attachment and like letting go like it's important and it's good to like tune back in once in a while and be like oh shit like what if i did break my legs mm-hmm. i wouldn't be going to boston tomorrow i'd be stuck here in the suburbs um what would i do and like i entertain the thought purely just of like re- rediscover gratitude and like whatever you want to call it like presence like everything's really good right now oh, i look at my back as a good example like mm-hmm. that's why i love practicing yoga because when something's off in my life energetically emotionally but i don't know it it'll come out in my body and yo i'll tweak it during yoga and it'll show me like oh like i have that thing wrong on my back i need to slow down so for the last few weeks i've had to deal with this lower back thing which whenever i just lay down all day and just like chill in bed and like don't worry about exercising don't worry about getting anything done it feels a million times better but then i'll wake up the next day or a few days later whatever and i'll like want to exercise i want to do yoga i want to like do all this shit and it'll start to hurt again so it's a reminder I gotta slow down, you know. And so I look at it like, wow, I broke my legs. Universe forbid, whatever. Like, or universe, go for it. I don't know what the opposite of forbid is in this circumstance, but like, I'd make do. It would teach me to slow down. It would teach me like, yeah, fucking finish your novels now. Yeah, right. <laughs> finish your books, bro. Oh. I think it's interesting. Every time we try to podcast, it turns into about my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't asked me anything about my life. Oh yeah, but we or, keep or, or we can even talk about something about, like, not your life or my life. I don't necessarily mind talking about my life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Most people don't mind talking about their lives. Um. Well, in some circumstances, I do. I don't like to like. I don't. Know, I only talk about it if someone asks. Do you about think it. we're a lot alike or a lot different? I think we're a lot alike and a lot different. Yeah, and I was th- I was thinking about that. I was thinking about. Like there's a lot of thing like interests we have in common, and there's just a lot of interest as far apart on the spectrum as it could be. And brainwaves, and just like the like thought patterns, I think are very similar. And like, I see them in you only because I see them in me and certain ones. Like I what? Give me a. D- <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, well, right well you said brainwaves. I'm not sure exactly sure what that means. I mean like the way you think sometimes versus the way I think, um, or the way I kind of strive to think certain mentalities um, that obviously I think that way because I grew up, you know, with you as my father. So I want you to go through that. But because I live so drastically different, I don't necessarily find benefit in thinking the way you do in a lot of cases. In a lot of cases, yes, but in a lot of cases, no as well. And so I've learned that I have in certain cases. So if you're going to define in a sentence how I think. I can't in a sentence. It would all be circumstantial and what's going on in the environment. Yeah, but you need to boil down okay your ecosystem for example is based on the fact that you have a house you're paying the mortgage off you have a job that you had a career and you've gotten to make more money throughout your life and now you you know you're at this spot as far as traditional american families go where you've worked your way up you're comfortable financially you buy a new car every couple years and you enjoy your life you you exercise like you've got it all under control i have a controlled ecosystem I am not allowed to live with things under control because as soon as I do, everything changes and I'll be stressed the fuck out. Point in case is when I came back here, right, for half of October and November before I went to San Francisco all of December, 
I was doing yoga. I was all vegan, gluten-free. I was, like, healthy, feeling great, you know. Like, I had everything under control. Then I hit the road again, and I didn't have – I suddenly didn't have things under control, and I was stressing out. It took a few days for me to be, like, calm down. Like, you have to surrender to the universe now. That's the whole point of – that's the whole idea of, like, the way I travel and the way I live mm-hmm. is, like, you have to go with the flow. Like, when you're putting what you want out there and going, like, positive and everything I want to do makes me happy, so I know that that's real. Nothing I do, the way I live, I, nothing I do, I, tr- I try to make everything I do not forced. Okay, I just put that really awkwardly, but everything I do, I try to make natural. And um, basically, that means anything that feels wrong, I can't do. And that's just acting in truth of myself, like in yoga, I'm thinking satnam, the truth is you. Meaning like, the universe or God, whatever, is everything right? One mm-hmm. clump of matter to one thing. And you're a part of that. You're just as important as every other part of that. You have just as much control and just as much no control as every other part of that. Meaning that if you're just happy and you're, and you're feeling it on like beyond words, you're feeling real, you're feeling alive. That's what, that's how you're meant to live. That's what you're meant to be doing. Like there's no other way to like, if pure joy and ecstasy isn't enough for you to be like, all right, this is right. This is what's up. Like sober joy and ecstasy. Mm -hmm. Then like, if that's not enough to prove to you that you're on the right path, I don't know what would be, but basically it's like, if you can live all the time living it, like in that state, Mm -hmm. everything goes your way because you are the universe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so like, I don't know if that makes sense, but to me it's kind of logical. If you see everything as one big thing, um like a holistic sense like in like the body of christ you know like the the fingers can't move without the arm and like everything's a mm-hmm. part of itself and they all move like look at it beyond like a hierarchy of body parts and like every body part is necessary like in the end every organ and you're one of those body parts um whatever you need you'll get for the overall survival of the whole system of the whole being well you know what um i'm kind of going back to my whole ecosystem thing and i it, i've talked to mom mom i don't want to call her mom anymore i call her mom because obviously you guys call her mom and so her name is mom and my name is dad <laughs> and uh, i talked to renee and you know telling her that i think in many ways and i know you you probably don't see it but i think our journeys have been very parallel Who's um, our, you and mom? No, you and I. And what I mean by that is, I, you know, I, th- you know, I, I lived a very contained ecosystem life, you know, like when you guys were growing up and everything else. And I feel the last probably six years of my life, I, I've made a lot of self-discovery. I've done a lot more travel. I've done. A l- I mean, when I say travel, I don't mean Jordan-esque yeah, travel. Yeah. I don't mean yeah. sleeping on the, on a couch on the side of the road in Switzerland or something. You know, for me, it's on a just couch on the side of the road. Well, <laughs> you slept on the side of the road somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think there was the b- a couch, but it was. There might have been. There might have been. Right. No, I gotcha. Um, you know, not to that extent, but you're just doing the 20 year old version of what I was doing, kind of the 40 year old version of. And I think there was a lot of, uh, you know, just a lot of self-discovery, you know, trying to figure out who you are. It's just, I think that, you know, for me, once you've kind of created this little universe that you live in, you can only, 
you can only take kind of risk inside that universe. It seems like you, you don't live in that. Your universe is a huge and expanse one. Well, and I try to make that universe the universe. Right. You know what I mean? That's why I don't I don't check off space travel as something un- impossible in my lifetime. I say that's something that can I can make happen. Whatever. But Yeah, and it's it's like the typical story of a generational gap too. You know what I mean? The universe expands by generation. Hmm. You know? Like even right. Yeah. And uh it does take a certain mold or like a certain mindset to break out of that mold like i think i'm even more intense than most of my generation when it comes to that yeah you are <laughs> I, you're most intense than anybody i've i've met yeah but but, you, but you're in touch with that community in that world so you and that's probably who you size yourself up against yeah and that's the thing is like well i, I also think i'm coming from a good place where it's like a lot of the people i know that just live in the moment you know completely and like hitchhike around and don't have a lot of money and they just you know they do it and they're super happy without any attachment they also have very little connection to society and the world and Mm -hmm. i feel like i've been able to maintain that connection that's been my goal at least and i know there's times where i don't but like i try to maintain this thing where like i know i have credit debt but in a lot of ways i feel like it's all that's keeping me in the system at all you know and like i kind of i kind of cherish it cherish it in a way Mm -hmm. like Sure, there's a few thousand dollars that are just being, you know, there's some interest in there by Chase. Like, that doesn't really bother me because I know once I start making money, like, that interest is going to be pitiful. It's not even going to be a big deal. Like, okay, a couple hundred bucks. Like, as soon as the money starts coming in in my life, it'll be what I need. And so that doesn't bother me. But all that, that for the moment, if I didn't have something like that kind of hovering over my head, as much as I say I don't care, I still want to respect it. Like, just because I'm, quote, unquote, against the system, like, I still respect it. You know, I'm still really lucky. I thought about this the other day, and I never thought I'd get, like, a feeling of joy in my heart. But I thought about, like, how cool is that, that I can have a piece of plastic and use it for money I don't have? You know, like, thank you, banks. You know, like, I know you're trying to fuck me over, whatever. But, you know, like, I know in the end, you'll get your end of the bargain. I'll pay you back, your interest and everything. And I'll have gotten to invest in the things I needed to invest in in order to make that money to pay you back and more and mm-hmm. find my fortune, whatever. And I thought, how cool is that? Like, not everyone in the world gets that opportunity. And I know I'm looking at it kind of nuts or whatever, like, yay, interest, yay, debt. But, like, that's pretty cool because the stuff I use fake money for is stuff that I need and that I wouldn't be able to use otherwise. I know this might be blasphemy to you. Um, Maybe that's one well, way. Well, no, well, I mean, I think the... You know, the great American way is you borrow, you get debt for the purpose of, you know, creating, yeah. you know, entrepreneurship and then and then making that money back. I mean, that's kind of the, that's like the American business model. Totally. You know, so. Um, hi, Renee. Yeah, but it's kept me in line with society in a way. If it weren't for that, who knows? I may have checked out a long time ago a lot more intensely than it may look like I've already checked out, like. Like super hardcore. I don't know, but that's just one example. Um, well, you know, um, again, I, you mentioned a generational thing that the universe expands, and I look at my parents, and of course, my universe is <laughs> a thousandfold, you know, larger than their universe. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm not, I'm not, you know, you're such an outlier, Jordan. You, you, you can't really. I don't. You're not truly symbolic of your generation. In my opinion, I mean, yes, there's a lot of kind of wanderlust that has been attributed to your generation, but by and large, 
I'm not sure you and that Wonderlust group really represents that generation. I think I am a representative of where of an idea of where like future generations will go, like in the sense that um, the world is the universe is expanding like huge, like from generation to generation, and like generation now is from me to Stevie, seven years younger, mm-hmm. you know, and l- less than that, you know, like. Why do I have a bunch of special women in my life that are only 20? Because they see things even crazier than me. And things are opened up even crazier than me. Imagine the 15-year-olds, like the 15-year-old, you know? Imagine the 10-year-old when they're 20. 15 for Jordan. No, no. I just mean, like, (laughs) the youth is always the key, and they always, like, expand. And so I do think I'm a representative of, like, uh, like Shaba that was here. Mm -hmm. He's, like, mid-40s. And, like, the reason he likes hanging out with 20-year-olds is because... He knows that I see things in this way that he only can try to. And uh, it's distracting, Mom. Hold on. <laughs> it looks good, though. Yeah, we'll eat yeah. it. Um, and that's how I look at the younger generations now, if you can even call them generations. But, like, they have this. It's not even a way you see things. It's just a way you live. Yeah. Like, seeing how Stevie lives trips me out. And, like, I know Stevie is an interesting character, too, just because he's so sh- sharp yeah, he, and clever Yeah, he's definitely anyway. an outlier as well in his own way. But the point is, is that, like, it all it all represents where things are headed in a certain in a certain way. So, like, with me, I don't believe in boundaries. I pretty much don't have any boundaries. I don't think it's going to be too long before children grow up without thinking there's any boundaries of knowledge, of geography, of body, of technology, of anything, because... That is what the internet offers. That is what our so- maybe not our society. I think our society doesn't want to offer that at all because then you lose all sense of of power and hierarchy and systems. But well, as long as we're going along the lines of technology, let me steer this Ooh. a little bit differently. Okay, host. Um, well, <laughs> well, no, I'm, I don't know who's host. I guess we're both hosts. But um, we were watching the movie Her the other night. That reminds me, I gotta show you the short film on YouTube called Sight. Similar to the concept of her. Except way better done. Okay. Yeah. But her is the story of a, a what what do you think of twenty five years in the future? I mean it's futuresque but not But not quite. In, yeah, yeah, not in the far, far future. It's probably I, th- I thought about that movie today because I was wearing my purse, my computer oh purse yeah. into Pete's coffee. And in her, it's a man who falls in love with his operating system. And <laughs> his operating system is, you know, a sexy female voice and becomes very human-like. And then as I was, um, I don't know, as I was watching that, I thought, okay, why it, it shouldn't be weird to us that a man falls in love with his computer or his operating system because we human beings fall in love with artificial shit all the time. In, in this age of technology. I mean, we fall in love with movies. We fall in love with music. Now, when I say fall in love, you know, I'm using that. I'm taking liberty using that word that way. But but we have this love relationship with things that don't really exist. Well, yes and no. It still exists. Like, I remember really stoned at LA Fitness once. I was getting on the treadmill for like fourth day in a row. And I'm like, this treadmill's my friend. Right. Like every right. day I come hang out with my friend and like it talks to me and tells me how far I've run. I think it was anthropomorphize or anthropomorph. 
yeah. you know, things all the time where we give them human-like qualities to us. Because that's I what mean, we do. Well, it helps well, us understand them through our terms of our own experience, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, but the thing is, it's like, oh, how weird. A guy's falling over his operating system. Well, if you really, if you look at that, it's not really all that strange in terms of what we okay, do fall well in love with as humans. What bothered me about that movie, though, is that there's no operating system that could... It doesn't make any sense. Like, an operating system wouldn't need time to think. An operating system... Uh, that just so many things bothered me. That's not how an operating system would have an emotional relationship. It didn't make any well, sense. Well, how do you know that? In the future, that might be how operating systems work. They well, I was time. waiting for the twist at the end that it wasn't really an operating system. and It was just... Mark, you're, you're, you, you were waiting for the virus. You can pour me a glass of that wine. Um, we're casting hard. Should we open this up so everyone can talk? <laughs> um, yeah, no one can be as interesting as we are, Jordan. Don't yeah. open it up. I don't know. Like, that was a cool movie, a cool concept, but it was still, it wasn't designed for, like, a Hollywood, or sorry, it was designed for, like, a Hollywood dumbing down of things. Like, I liked how you guys met, noticed the small subtleties of, like, the, the male feminization. Oh, yeah, which is probably where everybody's going anyway for the future. Men are turning into very feminized creatures. Um, and I don't know. I just didn't like how that operating system dealt with this relationship. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't even, I can't even talk about it. Cause it, like, but yeah, as far as how you're putting that movie, yeah. Like we fall in love with things all the time. Totally. Yeah. I can't help but think that if there were some kind of, I don't know, aborigine or some somebody from another country that wasn't in touch with the technology. I can't help but think they would think, wow, they really have this odd relationship with their like technology or or their, you know, whatever, their movies, their music, their uh, you know, their websites, their you know, they have this odd relationship and I I their cars. Their cars, inanimate objects. Anytime, you know? but forever. Their tools, their hammers, their wheels, uh, I mean their fires, fires technology. We're fucking in love with that stuff. Keeps you alive. Is fire a technology? Sure it is. Humans learning how to make fire? How is that not a technology? But yeah, we give our, yeah, like you said, cars. We give our cars names. And there's a feeling associated with them. So, I mean, why not a romantic relationship with an operating system? No, why not? I was just concerned with the with the execution of how that operating system did things. Um, that's all. Are we too distracted to continue now that now that there's Renee and Simone are sitting at the table with us eating and drinking wine? Yes. <laughs> All right, my turn to host. Okay. okay. So, okay. So, we're in France. Fresh <laughs> France. Okay. Um um so what have you learned in your in your podcasts? Oh yeah, we're talking about podcast pedagogy. Um is it pedagogy or pedagogy? I think it's adagogy, actually. Adagogy? Adagogy is adult learning. Pedagogy is child learning. Oh, pedo. Ped, like pediatrician. Or foot. Okay, or foot learning. Uh, what have I learned in podcasting? I don't... I You know, one thing I learned, I think that when I'm in interview mode, I'm a really... I'm a good interviewer. I and I think it comes from teaching and having class discussions, just learning how to ask the right questions at the right time. So that that's kind of a nice discovery. 
um, I learned that I say the word interesting way too much. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. Oh, by the way, I found out, you know what had the most F-words, the most F-bombs out of any movie ever made? The Big Lebowski? No. What? The one that Stevie and I just saw, The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, really? 506 F-bombs in The Wolf Wolf of Wall Street. I saw a funny comic meme online today. It's like, Wolf of Wall Street, if I wanted to watch Jonah Hill masturbate at a pool party, I would have gone to one of Jonah Hill's pool parties. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I don't know who Jonah Hill is. or I didn't see the movie. But Super bad. You know Jonah Hill. Oh, that's Jufro. right. Simone, can you get a still of this for me to put on? Um, anyway, Goodfellas, by contrast, only had like 302. And how much did the 506. But then again, Wolf of Wall Street was a three-hour-long movie, so... Okay, kind of so like you learn, you've things. learned that I learned you say, say interesting, and you've learned that Wolf of Wall Street had the most f bombs. Well, I didn't learn that podcast. Well, actually, I learned that in a podcast, but it wasn't this podcast. Um, I, I'm still, I, I haven't done enough to kind of find a niche or a footing or say, you know what, I really need to evolve this way, or I'm naturally evolving this way. I think only because I, I think more. I think I probably have to develop more of a philosophy of podcasting. Like, okay, what is this? And what specifically does it want to be? Do I want to be about? Do I want to get people like the undocumented students, like the college president? Mm-hmm. Do I want to get those like people who have a very unique point of view and perspective, and pretty much talk with them and interview them and dialogue and conversate with them, or do I want to do more free form like this, which really doesn't have a goal or a point? It's just a conversation, and certain people love to eavesdrop on just natural conversations. So I don't know. I know that we've had this talk, and it says, well, it could just be. Any of the above, but I think that everybody needs to eventually find their voice in their medium and what that's going to be. And I think you only find that through repetition and doing. So we just need to keep doing, or I just need to keep doing them, find out kind of what resonates with people. And yeah, so you're talking that. about it from the podcaster perspective. Yes, I am. Because the podcastees, um, no, like just I've got, I'm at what, 14 episodes or something, right? Mm-hmm. And like, very few followers on the Facebook page, but I always post it, and I just do it. I'm just going to keep doing it, like whatever, if people listen to it or not. But I've gotten some random feedback um, from random people I haven't talked to in forever, friends of friends, whatever, that have listened to it. And they're like, oh, you loved it. I listened to the whole hour and a half. Yeah. Or I listened to the whole hour, and I was wishing there was more. Like random people, and like I like I said, there's mine's bad quality. It's not as good a quality as this where you hear the voice in a mic. It's just like something with with background noise. Um but random people from my past have been li- have listened to it and they really like it. They don't really know how to subscribe, but they like how you can just like press play on the website or whatever. And um, I think it's awesome and it spans a bunch of topics and maybe some they like, some they don't. Like I always use Joe Rogan's podcast as an example because I listen to it. Like you see the guests and you see if you want to listen to it or not because you know how Joe Rogan is already. It's all about the guests. Yeah, right. Um, and like I think there's something about just listening to people talk. That's cool. And for some reason, it's addicting. You know, like when I s- first started listening to podcasts in Bangkok on the BTS going to work 45 minutes each way, like I didn't want to shut it off by the time I got yeah. to work. I wanted to keep hearing them talk. And like, I don't think I'm the only one that feels that way. There's some thing about podcasts or like hour, two hour long co- conversations that really appeal to people. You can just be a part of it. Well, you know, it was c- trippy today. Today was the first day of one of my classes. And uh, I had a student, her name was Nikki, in the class, and I've never had her in class before. And 
she heard about my blog six months ago and's like been reading it diligently. I don't even know who she is. Blogging the yeah yeah the and, parallel. And, and she started telling me everything about my life. <laughs> like she said, I could tell you exactly who you are. You're like a committed dad. Your kids are older, but you're still like really committed to them. Um, you're a caring person. Like she like started regurgitating all these blogs that I've done. Was she accurate? Yeah, no, she was very accurate, and she's never been in my class before. I didn't know who she was. And I think whether it's blogging or podcasting, you know, you don't really know who's listening and you don't really, you know, every, the world has potentially access to it mm -hmm. and, and anybody can find out anything. So I think it's almost a step kind of where we're heading with technology is just everything's just, you know, we're really just laying ourselves out there and like, here's who we are. And, you know, it used to be like, don't, don't put this on your Facebook. Somebody will find out or you know, don't do this. Yeah. Don't do that. And it's reached now the point you want where them like, to find out. Yeah. It's like everybody well, knows everything. I love it. And I think standards will be more lax because we'll find out we're all human. And let's just cut the bullshit and be who we are. And I love it because you find like the niche finds you like because there's so like I was watching. God, OK, you'll last night I was on YouTube watching people play Super Mario Brothers people play super mario world um they're two hour long videos and i watched an hour of it like a guy playing super mario on one screen <laughs> and on the other screen the guy playing and everyone watching it. right and it's like a charity thing and like you're just watching them and why were you watching it because i saw a link to a right. link from a link and i because it was cool to watch someone play super mario and i can watch him play and i just i showed stevie and he's like i could watch this for an hour too and we're watching someone play Super Mario World on Super Nintendo, and it's fun. And he's really good at it. Don't get me wrong, but how hard is Super Mario World? Like we all, all right. are good at it. And the people, what's more, is the people in the room watching him, behind him watching, are all into it and talking, and they're all talking about the details. Like, all right, now if you go into this question mark block and you get the feather, you got to be careful. Like, you want to get right before you get the Yoshi, you got to jump on the Goomba, or else the thing's gonna end. And there's a glitch. Like, they're really into it, and it's so serious. It's not a joke. So what do you think? Because wait, hold on. Oh, wait, I got something I watched no, that, but I. I've wanted but to I say this for a few you. minutes now. But what attracted you to that? What, what I mean is that. that the niche finds you. Like, you find the niche. There's outlets for everything possible now. And it's not about one big umbrella, like, having all the fans or one person having everyone listen to them. Mm -hmm. It's like there's it's fragmented. There's Yeah, and it's awesome because everyone finds who they want to find. Look at all the YouTube channels out there that still have hundreds of thousands of subscribers, and I've never heard of them. You know, there's right. a ton of them like that. It's really cool. And all the people that I follow, whether it's music or video or podcasting, whatever, that no one else knows of, it's beautiful because people can still make livings off of that. But I just want to get to kind of a, a, a different question because as soon as you said that, I have like this weird confession. I don't know, a couple nights ago. Uh -oh. No, it's not that weird. But a couple nights ago, I don't know. I was like, you know, before I go to bed, I just bullshit on Facebook for a half hour or whatever, watch a video and go to bed. But I was on YouTube, and you know how kind of YouTube meanders and takes you to places you never intended to go. Random YouTube game. Yeah, yeah random YouTube. I started watching this video, probably 11, 12, 13-minute video, and it was just like seven probably college age, maybe Stevie's age, and they're all like jumping off a cliff into a lake. <laughs> and... Like, it was just like one at a time, like, are you going to go? No, I'm scared. I'm scared. No, you go. You go. It's like, no way, man. I can't go. And it's totally authentic. It's totally and just you like watch the whole seven thing. And then, and then the guy filming would just, like, kind of watch him jump and then go and then go all the way down and then swim. And I was just, like, mesmerized. <laughs> well, I was just mesmerized. I was just watching seven 
I don't know, 19-year-olds just one at a time being scared to jump 100, 200 feet, however far it is, down into a lake. And I just sat and I watched it. And, like, in the day day and age of overproductions and billion-dollar actors and everyone's trying to get eyeballs on yeah, stuff, I was intrigued <laughs> by these seven kids, a couple, couple girls, a few guys, just jumping off a cliff and being scared to do it. Well, that like brings two things to mind. One is I saw a map today of the amount of suicides off the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, well, you where? watched that documentary called the I think it's called the Bridge. Oh, really? And About it actually suicides? has a camera that's on the bridge twenty four seven, and it shows people committing suicide, like jumping off it. Great. But it goes deeper to get their story and everything else, like what led them to that point. Anyway, I saw a map. That laid out between which pole and what part of the bridge we've uh-huh. actually jumped, and it'll tell you. Um, other thing it brings up is, yeah, that video I sent Simone. It's like this guy called the language learner. He has a GoPro camera up on his head, or I don't know where. He's really tall, mm-hmm. and he w- he learns. He teaches languages online, right? So he speaks a bunch of random languages, not from traveling, just from online: Korean, Wolof, like French, Spanish, all this, all this shit. And so he goes into a grocery store and just starts talking to people. And at first it's, uh, it's almost weird, but then once he starts talking in their language, it's like an international grocery store. Mm-hmm. Everyone's really into it. I watched it forever. Like it's just a guy in the grocery store for an hour and a half talking to people. Right. And I wasn't the only one. I saw it on Reddit and someone on Reddit was like, wow, I just watched that whole hour and a half. Thanks a lot, Internet. You know, it's like I'm stoked to watch that. Someone going to a grocery store and just talk to random people speaking, speaking different languages. Like – so it so this is like with this podcast right now, right? Like if people are h- excited to listen to me or you talk whenever we release a new episode and they like subscribe to it or whatever, good for them. Good for you, listener. Like that's cool. Like I'm not like the objective of why we do things goes back to basics, you know? We do a podcast cuz we enjoy it. We make a YouTube show cuz like we enjoy it and it's just like what we're doing. As opposed to, oh, I want to do this and get a million followers and start having advertisement and make a bunch of money. It's like, no, I'm doing this because I like to do it. You know what I'm saying? Instead well, of like making – like people make movies, you have to make money off a movie because it costs so much to make the movie. You have to figure out how to make a profit from it. Imagine if everyone could make an amazing film without having to worry about money. They could just make the movie. Well, let me, let me throw out another like philosophical rationale why stuff like that might be intriguing. It's the same reason I hear people like um, after we did our first podcast together. One of the com- one of the comments that I would get is, "Man, it was just so cool. I could have listened forever. Like I felt like I was in the conversation." And I think there was something about just the genuineness. There's we're not bullshitting. We're not acting right now. We're just being ourselves, and we're having a conversation. And you're Jordan, and I'm Jimmy, and we're talking at father son. And there's no bullshit. There's no bullshit. You're not you're not playing a role. I'm not playing a role. We're just talking. And I think we're surrounded, you know, by so much bullshit that I think, like, almost reality TV is trying to say, okay, we're going we're gonna to pr- provide the need for people to see something real. And, of course, that's not even real. Yeah. But, like, that's why I can watch a YouTube video, at least these seven <laughs> college kids jumping. There's no bullshit. They're, like, they're really scared, and they want to <laughs> jump off a cliff, and they're saying, no, you go. You go. It's like – at least it's real. Like maybe it's satisfying a need in me or human beings. Like you seeing this guy with the GoPro camera. It's real. It's like yeah. we just we're so sick of just all the artificial bullshit around us that just to watch something real is just refreshing and actually intriguing because we get so little of it. And yeah, even more so than just yeah. Well, like my example of making a movie or a film or like a short clip of something. 
even that is still like fiction in the end. It's not just some dudes hanging out. Like, yeah, this is us hanging out. This is me going to the grocery store. This is us talking. Like, it's edited. There's like a story there. You like make something that essentially isn't real. It takes you into the realm of imagination. Whereas this is just real. It's two people talking at a table. Someone walking into a grocery store. What are you smoking on your cell phone? I don't know about that. Not together, but well, that's why are I you like. Saying a I'm going to fart in the mic. Is that what you're uh, suggesting? I like in the mic. <laughs> well, <laughs> get it out of my face. Well, that's the other end of the spectrum. That's why the podcast medium is cool because it's getting us to just sit here and have a conversation. We would never do this otherwise. We would never just sit here and have a conversation otherwise. No, but uh, well, at, to, at this length, yes, definitely not. But we has we have snippets of conversations like this, and I think whenever we do, we joke and say, "Go get the podcast stuff." Yeah, we do. You know? <laughs> so we do. But this is this is just more more intentional. I think it's it's it just because we're trying to make it a point. Say hey, we're going to sit for an hour or so and have a conversation like this. Just because we kind of set that context up doesn't mean it's fake. It's it's very real. There's no. Scripts. I agree. No, it's not. There, there's nothing edited. What? We don't edit this shit. Yes, we are. And we're also really talking. Well, and that's like okay, where we are at 50 minutes now, we sound a lot different than we did at 10 minutes. Sure, you know, because we've warmed into it. Yeah, and that's why these conversations need to be longer because you have to get there. The conversation has to evolve. The energy has to be created. It has to turn into its own like being. And obviously, yeah, I think of course we're going to sound different, or we're not going to be our normal selves. It's because we're in a conversation. I'm not my normal self when I'm all stoked talking about. Um something i'm really excited about <laughs> well i think like that time we, we <laughs> sat around the table and tried to have that like family podcast took a while but we got there uh yeah that i mean that was tough stevie made it really tough i think cause I he's probably the most unfamiliar with the podcast with life world. yeah <laughs> um but i think yeah eventually most of us got real so so this is real man Sorry, Simone. Sorry, Simone, yeah. <laughs> as real as it gets. <laughs> All right. All right, well so wait, wait, what, uh, what, did, what, what did you learn? You asked me what did I learn, have oh. learned so far. What have you learned? Well, I, I just approach it kind of the opposite of you. Like, as we're talking about wavelengths, father, son, like how you look at it needs to have, like, a topic and, like, I need to figure it out for the right. crowd. I look at it more like if someone's going to want to listen to this my podcast, they're going to have to want to listen to me more or less. Like if you don't want to listen to me, don't listen to the podcast. Like I'm not going to like theme it based on whatever. It's like the guests I put on are that person dealing with me. Mm. Um so you're the theme. Kind of, yeah. And like call that and whatever I, you and want. I'm not that narcissistic. I'm sorry. Well, no, but the theme the theme is the hashtag #hologram and that's shit I dream about. So it's like I like okay the the, <laughs> the Jordan Rabinovich podcast <laughs> like uh, that doesn't really work even though that's what it is yeah I guess I mean sure no but I guess like <laughs> I, I'm not saying like okay I, I, so I just think everything kind of takes its 
has to find its flow. Everything has to kind of find its rhythm. And I just haven't done enough of these to know what exactly that is. Yeah. I, I don't know what form that'll take. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe the raw ones are the best. I but I, well, I know, a, in, I know in my no writing, I mean, in my writing, I definitely, you find a rhythm in your writing. You find, it and you do it by doing it, you know, repetition over and over and over again. could also be indicative of my life in general. I never stick to one thing, so it's always just erratic. So, of course, I don't have topics and structure to how I host a conversation on a podcast. You know? Right on. Um. But yeah, I mean, I guess I haven't really learned anything, and I haven't really gotten a whole lot of feedback. I've gotten some feedback, but not a shit ton. Um, but people find it entertaining. People enjoy it. About the podcast? Oh, on Tinder? Wow. What'd they say? Share it. Uh huh. That's all I said. Are you gonna make this a hashtag hologram? We'll make it both. Okay, so if it, is it, if this was more we'll hashtag hologram, is this the format that you want? What we're doing now? No, I talk a lot faster in the hashtag hologram <laughs> oh. ones, and you talk more about sex apparently. No, but the last one. Or like two ones ago with Sabina, it was just like, and it actually cut off after 25 minutes. Right as we start talking about real things, it cuts off. I don't know why, but it's a pretty entertaining 25 minutes of me revealing a lot of sexual things. Her as well. Did you listen to it? Yeah, it's pretty, everyone, everyone likes it, <laughs> hearing about m my things. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Do I want to know about his prostate? No. Anyway, but it's all about sex, and I tagged it hashtag sex, hashtag sex, hashtag sex, like a red light district <laughs> of hashtags. No, but um, that's a buzz thing. When people are talking about sex and getting really personal about their sex lives, people like to hear that. I like to hear it. You want to hear about your father's sex life? No, not at all. That's why. <laughs> that's why I put on Facebook. Mom, don't listen to this one. <laughs> Did you not? You know, and then JJ commented on it. And she said, JJ what? too. JJ, don't listen to this. So she must have listened to it. I don't see why JJ wouldn't want to know about my sex life. I guess. She why would you want people to know about your sex life? Why do I care? They might be a part of it one day. They should know. <laughs> All right. Well, no. For sake of conversation, it's like, why should I keep some things private and other things not? I think that's that's the whole thing. It's like maybe some of those 19-year-olds didn't want that video on YouTube. Like, no, man, don't show me scared. But we like it because people are scared and, like, messing around with their friends. It's real. Me having a conversation with a girl. In fact, the reason we started that is because we were just talking about those things. And I'm like, we have to podcast this. This is too outrageous. So we turned it on real quick, and we just kept on talking about what we were talking about. And it was just like... It was. It's fun to listen to. What I if don't your know. grandma listens to that, George? That's fine. She can. This is always what it boils down to. What if grandma hears that? A true artist. A true artist will not. I mean, some true artists will accommodate. But yeah. What do you mean? Some true artists will accommodate. Everyone. Most true artists. A sign of a true artist is that they won't self-edit. That you know. Yeah. Grandma can hear it. Right, and uh, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and list all the artists that if they knew their mother or grandmother or 
you know, distant cousin or ex-girlfriend was going to hear it. Like Christina Aguilera put songs on describing every detail that her boyfriend did to her and how brokenhearted she was. And we know the whole story because that's what she wrote and she feels like she wants to share it with the entire world. You don't need it. Yeah, and like, but why not? That, like, just tell the story. People, like, you don't have to if you don't want to, but people enjoy the real, raw thing. Okay. So, that's my two cents. I'm being quiet now. So, <laughs> anything else? Yeah, I want to talk about my sex life. Oh, yeah? How about you having sex with vegetative, people in a vegetative state? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's all I can remember. I, I, I signed in my will that if I'm in a vegetative state and I <laughs> cannot give consent, you are free to have sexual relations relations with me. I don't know anybody, how, anything, any dog, anything. Anybody. I won't know. It can it, it can only bring pleasure. Wait, it can't what? bring pain. You won't know Wait, about what? It. Wait, you thought me? you were outrageous. Uh-oh. No, remember the conversation we had the other night. Jordan wasn't out here. Oh, he wasn't. Mm-mm. He was. He was here. No, I was from, here. I wasn't here. <laughs> he was doing his own singing bowl bath. Oh. He was bathing. No, we were having a conversation, and Tessa was here, and what did we start talking about? It was Tessa Rape. and Kaylin, and you and Oh, me. oh we, talking we started about... talking about, like, omnisexuals, Ooh. and basically, omnisexuals mean they will have sexual relations with anybody or anything, like an alien came down, whatever, <laughs> like, it's all good, all sex That's is good. That's an om- omnisexual. Omni- omnisexual, I think, was a term. I just went to, like, the safe space training when I and then we started talking about sexual activity, and we said, well, that really can't be, because what if the animal or the alien can't. doesn't consent to it? And so then we started talking about consensual sex with people that can't offer consent. consent. Yeah, because we're talking about bestiality is, is illegal, but like, where's, where does the line get drawn there? Because animals can't say, okay, let's, let's but go. But a person in a, in a state where they can't talk about right. it either is right. just so, so he was making not a joke but a statement right you well, said it too Renee. if you put in your no, what, what is it your last will and <laughs> it'd be a lot easier to have sex with me in a vegetative state than you I don't know about that Wait, what? yeah <laughs> well I mean it would I'm be hard girl. to achieve an erection when you're a vegetable right think, you probably point. wouldn't uh, be able to get an erection well no there's the post-mortem the post-mortem coitus <laughs> oh yeah wow <laughs> haven't you seen um Leaving Las Vegas? It'd be easier for no. men. No. Clerks. Men. Clerks. You get a boner when you die for a little bit. Oh, so According you to clerks. It's a small window. Got to jump on it. <laughs> Literally. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is, right. is kind of weird. But weird. Really you weird. You have to know the genesis. <laughs> really <laughs> weird. They call it um, necrophilia, right? Yeah. The fact that there's people. names for all of this. You know, omnisexual, yeah. necrophilia. necrophilia. That term's been around forever. Some how weird terms I haven't. How weird can it be that we're talking about it if there's already terms for this shit? Right. Yeah. Right. People are into it. Anyway, I gotta go pack and stuff. Okay. So how long have we been talking? Now? An hour. Okay. We got one more minute. Makes it an hour. Good job, guys. Yeah. Hey, nice hey, hey. Well, so, Jordan, safe travels. Thank you. Many more song? podcasts on the way. Yeah, we have two songs. Let's hear them. Sandwiched by his, and then we'll do that. And the ha- conversation and the hashtag hologram. Little boy blue and the man on the moon. Aw, I like him. Yeah, we, we wanted to do a father son. Let's do it. Hashtag hologram. We're going to have a conversation. Now. Conversation. Now.
Now, hashtag. And now cue his theme music. It's Jimmy. This is Jimmy's intention. Enjoy, dude.